This is the RevOps Recruiters Podcast, Episode 9, Optimizing LinkedIn for RevOps Leaders. David, how are you, man? Adam, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We Who have we our Director of Recruiting, Simon Wilkins, on the on the pod. Simon, welcome to the podcast, man. Good to be here. Glad to have you for the first time. Yeah. Hopefully not the last time. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. That's right. That's right. Well, awesome to have you on the show with us today. This is the RevOps Recruiters Podcast, and our mission in this is to provide insights and best practices around finding, hiring, and retaining top revenue operations talent. Awesome. We're your hosts, Adam and David from RevSearch. That's us. Plus got, Simon today. We got Simon today. Yeah. <laughs> so David, what are we going to jump into? Yeah. Today we're going to talk about what RevOps leaders can do to optimize their LinkedIn profile. Okay. Yeah. I think this, and you know, Simon, this is really why we wanted to have you on this one because you've probably looked at more, more LinkedIn profiles than anybody I know, I know personally. Right. Uh, that's what you've done for much of your career is, mm-hmm. is recruiting and looking at profiles. So I'm interested to see, hear all the stories of what you've seen as you've, uh, peruse through LinkedIn over the years. But before we even dump, jump into that, tell me, David, why does it even matter? Why should a candidate care about keeping their LinkedIn profile up to date? It's really opportunity. It's SEO, it's visibility, first impressions. You know, nowadays, when people look at you, when people are looking for candidates, that's where we go, yeah. right? That's the that's the, your first look when you're on the candidate market, that's what people are going to see. Hmm. And you want that first impression to be solid. You want somebody to be able to see exactly what you bring to the table, who you are as a leader. And so it is, it's, it's visibility, it's opportunity. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So today, kind of the way we're going to break this conversation up, there are things that we've seen in a LinkedIn profile that we would say, these are must haves. These are the things that, that people are using all day, every day to find quality candidates. And then there's others that are nice to have. So we'll focus on the must haves first, and then we'll talk about some of the nice haves. So when we think about must haves, David, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Yeah. Must haves. You know, when we look at the, the the LinkedIn profile, first thing that pops up when you open that LinkedIn profile is the intro section. And the first thing we see is the headshot or profile picture. Yeah, right? it's right there front and center. And, you know, Simon, you've scrolled through lists of probably hundreds or thousands <clears throat> of those. When you see no profile picture at all, what goes on in your mind as a recruiter? Yeah, it, it does raise a few red flags. You know, if you don't have a, a profile picture I'm thinking you're not you're not keeping up to date with LinkedIn at all. You mm. probably haven't visited it for a few years. So yeah. you're probably not an active user. Right. So unfortunately, even if that's not true, that's kind of the assumption that happens yeah. when that's there. So, you know, our encouragement would definitely put something on there. So David, yeah. if I'm thinking about, hey, I need to grab a photo for LinkedIn and I'm scrolling through my phone and I've got this great shot of me hanging out with all my buddies on the beach, like did I use that picture? What would you say to me if I'm trying to figure out a photo? Probably not the best picture. Yeah. I would say, you know, professional looking photo. That okay. doesn't mean, you know, you have to wear a suit. Yep. Um, you can you can have casual attire, but it needs to be clean. It needs to be well taken. You can do that with with, with your iPhone, right? Yeah. Not a crop picture, but something. It could even be a selfie yeah. with the right lighting, right angle. It can look really good. Yeah, that's awesome. So profile pic, what's next? What are the, What's the next thing that we see in that intro section? Yeah, above the profile, we see that banner, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the background photo. And this is where we really want to say, don't go too personal, you know, hanging out with your, with your friends somewhere at the beach again. Um, you know, you could do a personal brand there. You, you know, if you're, if you're doing some services or consulting on the side, you could do, you could do personal brand kind of like a, um, you know, uh, with, with some information, some contact info, or 
company branding, yeah. right? Where are you working today? What is that company brand, that logo? Sure. Um, and then we have some other ideas too, right? Yeah. I mean, I've seen folks just do just a nice background image, a yeah. landscape of some sort. And the main thing I think is we don't want it to, to detract, yeah. uh, to distract, to somehow take away. And so just have something clean and nice there. Uh, again, I, what do you think if it's completely blank? What are your thoughts? I mean, the same kind of thing. You haven't put enough effort into yeah. into uh, your your profile, but a cityscape, uh, any anything that's that's you know nice on the eye. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what you need. Exactly. I think that's great. So then we go down into the next section right below that. I've got my name listed, and then there's that headline section. So talk me through what's what I should have there. Yeah, so that's where most most candidates and and you know th- this is not the this is not going to win you your job, but it's it's insight into who you are as a person and and what you do, who you are, what's important to you. So it's that headline right under your name uh, where most people put their title and company. Um, you know, nowadays we're starting to see more candidates actually list some of those keywords, sure. right? Sure. Um, so it's a, it's a differentiator. Yeah. You know, I think it's. Yeah, so. for sure. And I've seen people put things that are a little bit personally. So they may say like husband, father, RevOps leader, um, loves technology and data right? It's eight or 10 words that lets me see, okay, this person cares about relationships, but they also care about the work they do. Yeah. And it gives me just a little glimpse into their, who they are. And it's visibility when you're, when you're scrolling on LinkedIn, right? You might not see the about section when you're looking at a long list, Yeah, but you will see that headline. Sure. And so you can, you can stand out yeah. with that headline. Yeah, for sure. So then just below that is the about section. And Simon, I know this is a section that you use utilize a lot. So David, real quick, walk us through kind of what you see in the about section. And then Simon, I'll have you add some color to that. Yeah, this is this is really the, the introduction to who you are as a person, as a professional. So what we want to say here is two to three paragraphs or lists capturing your story, some of your skills, um, and really the value you bring to the table uh, and make it, and it has to be very tailored. And so, you know, using data to show impact, um, key projects that would resonate with, you know, a potential recruiter or hiring manager looking at your profile, right? If you've helped, helped scale up a company, yeah. talk about some of that growth journey. Talk a little bit right. about that growth journey, right? Revenue ranges, size of companies, right? Um, and, and relevant keywords. And this is, this is the key. This is the crux here is well-placed keywords. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Simon, you, yeah. you expand out these areas, right. And you're looking through there. What do you like to, does it, are you concerned if something's too short or too long or how do you use this section to really identify if a candidate might be a good fit? I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's too short or too long, as long as it's got the right information in there. Yeah. And really what you should be, it's good to have a bit of a personal touch in there, but you don't want to, you want to champion your RevOps experience and not mm. your hobbies, right? Mm. I mean, you can, you can explain a little bit about yourself and what you like doing, but you really got to, as David says, talk about p- projects you've worked on on and uh, maybe the teams you've led, what kind of uh, tech stack you're working with, those kind of things are really relevant. Yeah. And and even be specific in some of those, right? If you've worked on a specific piece of technology, list that there, because sometimes we're looking for that. For example, we've had companies come to us and say, we would like someone who has experience with Salesforce CPQ. If you have that listed there, we can see that. That's helpful versus just saying something that talks is a description of what Salesforce CPQ does, but it doesn't actually say the word Salesforce CPQ. Yeah. Right. And as, as RevOps leaders, we know the term ICP, right? Ideal customer profile. And we do a lot of work around that. Um, and, and so you need to think about that this way. You know, what you're writing here, you're developing your own ICP of, 
you know, the types of companies and types of opportunities that you're interested in. Right. So if you're if you're in a certain industry, if you're looking to target only B2B companies within SaaS, for example, right? If there if there's a certain type of organization or product that you're interested in, or this is an opportunity to start to shape and and align with that ICP for your own professional journey. Yeah. For your own job. I love hunt. it. That's so. great. That's great. So let's move on as I go kind of further down the page in my LinkedIn profile. Next section that's really a must have, David. What's that next section? Yeah, that's the experience section where you have your jobs, your timeline, right? The roles you've been in, companies you've been at. Um, and, and this is an interesting one because there's a lot of times we see boiler boilerplate, right? Under yeah. these, under, under each job. Um, and what we want to say here is don't just boilerplate it. Don't just take a job description, copy, copy the requirements and put them in there. Sure. This is more like a highlight reel. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And so, you know, Simon, when you're looking through those, a couple of questions that come to mind, what do you think, like, let's say, should I list? all of my jobs and have a complete timeline or is it okay if i have gaps in my career what what are your thoughts on that should i list everything i've done title wise in my experience i think you should i think you should have every job that you've ever done yeah. even if you've had multiple job titles at one company you know put those in there show that progression put those dates in yeah, there and okay. that that exactly that it shows progression it shows you you're going up the the ladder and to get to where you are today. So that's yeah. really important. Yeah, no, I think I agree a hundred percent that if I see gaps, I know if I'm looking at a profile and I see gaps, I kind of wonder, well, what happened during this time? So even if you were doing independent consulting, let's put that in there so that we know that that's what was going on. Right. And then I love what you say, a highlight reel, right? Yeah. So out of each oper or each role that you've had list two, three, four successes that you've had. And then again, be specific. Yeah. List details about that so we can see those. They may be even redundant to what's in the about section, and that's okay. Yeah. List those in that in that experience section so we can see it. Yeah, yeah. S specific enough, but also to show scope, right? So it's that balance of of going too granular and staying big picture. You know, showing impact but still listing enough to support how you got this outcome, right? This success. Yeah. Um. That's that's critical. And I think, so. you know, I've seen some that are really, really long. And I think I liked your answer before. There's not necessarily, there's nothing about it being too long. If you've, if you've done a lot of things, list yeah. those things. Yeah. We don't want fluff, but we do want, if you've done accomplished a lot in your career, show us that that's going to matter. And that might help us say, Hey, this is the right person for a particular role. Right. And I think some of those, but it could just be three bullet points. It could be, you know, a led of team of five people. It could be a migrated one CRM to another. It could, yeah. it's just an achievement what you've done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah. So after the experience section, there's another kind of must have section for us, David, what, what's that next section below there? Yeah. We've kind of grouped it into you know, skills, education, certifications. Mm. Um, and, and this is a, this is a really, really great place. Another place for keywords, right? Your entire profile. And you know, I think the bottom line is your entire profile is full of keywords. So think about those, be intentional about those keywords. Sure. You know, they, they need to, those are the trigger words that bring you up, that give you that visibility in searches, um, that, that, that bring you to the top of lists. Right. And, and so keywords is the first thing we want to start with here. Skills, you know, what, what are, again, the same stuff you can list in the about section listed in the skills section and, and, and the, you'll have the ability to be endorsed on those skills. Yeah. You know, I think about technology, tech stack, right. Uh, industry, uh, the types of CRMs you've worked with. Sure. Uh, the, 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 the different disciplines within the entire funnel from marketing ops to sales ops to CS ops, there's key terms 
think about those strategic terms you can place in your skills section. Yeah. I think the main thing here, be specific, be yeah. specific, be specific yeah. for sure. Yeah. What about, uh, what about education? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you worked hard for it, list it. Yeah. Right. I agree. Sometimes we have clients that, that would like to see an MBA, right. In a right. more strategic role. They want, they, they value education more. I think we're seeing a lot of change in today's market, right. Where it's mostly about experience, but if you worked hard to get that degree, list it. Yeah. We're not saying you won't be able to get a job if you don't have the degree. We see it happen all the time, but if you've got it and you've worked for that, yeah, by all means, highlight that. If nothing else, it shows accomplishment. It shows, Hey, you put in the work to get that four-year degree or to get that MBA or to get whatever it is. So certainly list that. What about from a certification standpoint, you know, Simon, when you think about, uh, um, you know, when we have a requirement that says we're looking for someone that knows Salesforce, certifications aren't necessarily required, but certainly if we see them, it's like, wow, this person has the ability to do this, right? Yeah. I actually speak to quite a lot of people that are Salesforce certified, for instance, and it's not listed anywhere. And I have to get the information out on a Mm. telephone call. So it's definitely worth, you know, again, if you've, if you've worked hard to get it, why not? Why not shout out? Yeah. Tell everyone. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So, and what are some of the other certifications that might be useful yeah, I mean, we think about revenue operations. We think about the entire funnel, a very, very lengthy, you know, tech stack from top to bottom. So, you know, we look at the marketing automation platforms you've worked mm-hmm. with. We look at the sales sales tools you've worked with, the marketing tools, different tools that integrate into the CRM, um, project management, uh, yeah. you know, certifications, uh, Scrum, Six Sigma, PMP. I'm thinking, you know, there's some organizations that allow you to to get certifications around revenue leadership, right. uh, revenue architecture, right? There's lots of different ones. Put them on there. It, yeah. it helps. It yeah. really does. I agree hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's great. Put, put those out there. Let us see these and it helps us understand what you bring to the table. Right. So those are kind of the must haves. Like with those are, in our opinion, kind of the bare minimum. If you mm-hmm. are looking for a new opportunity and you hope that someone's going to find you, these are the things you've got to have because they're going to allow us to find you. Then there's some other nice to have. These are the things that these are just, if you've got them, by all means do them, but they're not going to hold you back probably from an opportunity. So when we think about that, what are some of those nice to haves, David? Yeah. And really the nice to haves, they really have to do with, they're not essential to searchability to visibility, Mm. right? So I think of endorsements, endorsements are great, because you have other professionals that are validating your experience. And to us, that just builds more trust and confidence in, in your ability to yeah. do set skill that sure. you've listed. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't actually help you rank. It right. doesn't actually help you in the in the search. So first thing we want to talk about is endorsements. Right. This is an opportunity for others to validate your skills. Yeah. So am I thinking about just like my boss who I worked for before? Is that the only person that I should be getting endorsements from? Or can I go deeper and wider than that? Deeper and wider. I mean, there's lots, lots of people, people you've worked with, coworkers, mm. right? Um, you know, if if you're doing, I'm thinking of service providers on the side. If you if you do some consulting on the side, you know, get get some of those clients to endorse your skill sets. Yeah, those are those are great. Yeah, Simon, how about you? When you're looking at a profile, do you kind of look through some of the endorsements? Do you see what's down there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I look from the whole profile top to bottom. Yeah. So if there's endorsements down there, sure, I'm going to read those endorsements. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, recommendations, how's that different or what's, what are we talking about here when it says recommendations? So endorsement is literally just a check, right? On your skill set. Yeah. Recommendations are actual written recommendations on your profile where you get insight into, you know, what, what, what people you may, may have worked with say about you, 
or people you've worked for say about you. Got it. So tell us a little bit of the actual story. So not just saying, yes, this skill that you listed, I endorse that you actually have that. But now I'm actually saying, here's a little blurb about my experience of working with this person. Yeah. And it provides insight into, you know, what type of leader they are, right? If if it's someone on your team that wrote your recommendation or it it shows, okay, it gives, gives us insight into leadership, right? EQ, um, how they've worked with, with, with others. And, and so it, it, it's nice because it kind of primes that initial initial conversation with with a candidate. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed that um, it shows us both recommendations you've received and recommendations that you've given. Right. And the people that tend to give more, get more. Right. So if you're looking to bolster this area, consider sharing a story about somebody else that you've worked with and give them a recommendation. And you might find that more of those are coming your way as well. Yeah. What are some of these other nice to have areas? Yeah. Interests, right? Things you're following, topics you're following on LinkedIn. I mean, this is, you have to be strategic here, right? I think about, I mean, my own approach there is what do I really believe in? What do I care about? Right. What, um, and don't just, don't just like everything, right? This is an opportunity to show who you are as a person and, and, and the things you care about. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I love that. And then finally, you know, the last section here is the activity or the posting of content. Um, Again, Simon, I don't think we would say, hey, I'm not going to consider somebody yeah. because they don't have a lot of LinkedIn posts. There's lots of people that are on LinkedIn that don't do that. But what do we, if, if I see someone that's got more activity there, it kind of shows, hey, this person's engaged, right? What do you think when you see somebody that's got a little bit more activity on there? On their- yeah, well, it means to me that they're, they're going to be active and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be able to have... Um- um, you know, conversation with them back and forth. Yeah. Uh, that they'll be, they'll be on top of it. Yeah. So it shows yeah. that they're interested, they're engaged They're You're probably got a high probability that they're going to reach back out to you right. when you reach out to them. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, David, from that standpoint on just posts and activity? It's, it's not the key to getting, getting that opportunity, that job opportunity. You know, I mean, for, for us, we're going to, we're going to reach out to you mainly based on, again, the bottom line is yeah. good keywords you've communicated your experience on your profile and it's about visibility searchability so that that's really more of why someone were to reach out to those top must haves um, that we talked exactly. about yeah um i think it's it shows if you're posting content and contributing you you are giving back to the mm-hmm. to the revenue operations community right yeah. and so it's that's that's a nice to have that's yeah. a great thing to do yeah um you know uh if you're posting five times a day you know I don't know if that's ideal. Noise, uh, <laughs> pause, pause, post exactly. from this person. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's a good balance, but certainly, right. again, not a have to have, but it's a nice to have for that's sure. Right. Well, guys, man, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've yeah. really enjoyed it. I think that uh, hopefully folks can take away from this and go back and look at your LinkedIn profile and say, okay, is there anything I can do to make this thing a little bit better? Yeah. Um, last question I'd ask you, how often Simon, I'm going to ask you this. How often should I be updating my LinkedIn profile? Is this like once every 10 years when I'm looking for a new job? Is it every day? Like how often should I just be looking at my LinkedIn profile and saying, hey, is everything up to date here? I mean, you know, I maybe a weekly thing, but, okay. but certainly, you know, if you're changing jobs or you're, you're, you're doing some kind of courses, you need to keep that up to date yeah. as, as and when those things change. Yeah, I think that's for sure. Make Just keep it up to date. Spend a few minutes with it every every week to two weeks and you'll and I think you'll have everything accurate in there that, that we need when we're looking for good, talented folks out there. But I yeah. think the other thing is to mention, obviously on your LinkedIn, you 
get messages, right? And if you, if you check your LinkedIn once a month, ah. you're going to have potentially great opportunities that you might have missed. And that happens quite a lot. People come back to me and say, oh, I missed this message that you sent two months ago. Right. So it's just good to get in the habit of checking it once a, once a week at least. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Cool. David, man, enjoyed the conversation. Simon, Same. thanks so much. You did awesome. Thank you, Simon. you did great. You got to come back sometime, <laughs> might, all right? I might do. Okay, awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Again, RevOps Recruiters Podcast. You can find us on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. YouTube has the video version. We hope you'll check it out and join us again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.